Hey everybody, it's Nomenclature and I am Brandon Henderson. My guest today is Ben Glebe. He chose the word capricious to discuss. Um, we had a really fun conversation. You're gonna enjoy it. Ben Glebe does a lot of shit. Um, you've seen him on Chelsea Lately. You've seen him on a bunch of late night uh, talk shows doing stand-up comedy. He has his own stand-up special on Amazon Prime right now called Neurotic Gangster. Uh, which is fantastic, and you definitely need to check out. Uh, listen to his podcast, Last Week on Earth, uh, where he summarizes the world every single week. Um, he has a daily live streaming comedy show called The Social Distancing Social Club, uh, where the audience gets to be part of the show. Uh, you can check that out on laughfromhome.com or from Ben's social media at Ben Glebe. Also, his game show, Idiot Test, is... Uh, streaming on Netflix right now. Um, and you can also be a con contestant on his new game show, which is over Zoom tomorrow, July 15th, um, called You're the Game Show. Uh, you can get tickets at nowherecomedyclub.com. You can be a contestant. You can win money. It's an exciting thing. You need to check that out. Also, July 24th, on NowhereComedyClub.com. You can get tickets for Greg and Glebe. It's a G thing, which is an all improvised show with uh, Ben and Greg Proops from Whose Line Is It Anyway, which is gonna be fantastic. So check that out. Um, had a super enjoyable time uh, talking nonsense with Ben and talking capricious uh, during this episode. So enjoy this episode of Nomenclature with my very special guest, Ben Glebe. Cool. Does the audio sound okay? I just turned on a different mic. No, you sound great. I'm the one that's going to sound like shit. Thank so you. Thank God. Yeah, no worries. You're going to sound beautiful, just like You're your face. Host. You make your That's right. seem better. That's what I do. Um, but uh, this is this is fun for me. I, I appreciate you taking the time. So you're in LA. Uh, are people um, not being dipshits down there? Or what's what's the scene look like? Uh, yeah, more, more than anything, if people are wearing masks, I think that it's taken some coaching for my dad to understand that the mask has to also cover your nose. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't seem to get that concept too well. But other than mm -hmm. that, people are pretty good about it. Um, but yet we are rising now in yeah. crazy amounts. So despite what I feel, the numbers don't seem to agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I live in, uh, in park city, Utah, and um, we just are breaking records left and right because that's the American way and that's the American dream. We like to we like to be number one in all things, so we just keep yeah. going up. When in cases, when pandemic spread through Utah, you know it's a bad situation because nothing gets to Utah. <laughs> yeah, I mean we, you know, we're we have mountains around and Mormonism, and it usually keeps people away, but it's here. Just think of all the wives that are being infected by the one husband. Well, I have a theory about this. I have a theory that it's uh, maybe there's a plan to kind of thin thin the herd and open up a couple slots. 
so they can uh, sort of replenish some of those wives with the with some new versions. I don't know. There's Do no. I don't have any re- data on the that. Mormon or, or origin virus. I feel like it could be. I don't have any data to support it, but it's a thought I've had. Well, um, whether you have data or not, it sounds like a theory that I like, and I go on <laughs> feelings when I have beliefs, and so I'm on board. Good, good. We're we're on the same page with this. Um, so this this little podcast here uh, is called Nomenclature, and it's about words and stuff. So I have a particular obsession with um, sort of diving into you know etymologies and just. You know, if I'm doing stand-up, I want to beat a word to death or beat an idea to death, as you very well know. And so I like uh, forcing people to talk about a specific word. It's a little bit like, like I used to, I used to teach, and this is not a, this is not a humble brag, I really am a moron, but I used to teach writing classes. And at the beginning of every uh, semester, I would always ask everybody to give me like their top three bands so that I, so I could psychologically, uh, you know, sort of psychoanalyze everyone. Because I feel like I could really know who they were based off of what they were doing. If they said no music at all, I knew they were, you know, probably a serial killer or something. And this is also a little bit similar, where I feel like the words that people choose is somewhat telling. So uh, you chose capricious, which is an interesting word. Yeah, I did. But before we even get into that, one of the things I like to do is I like to do a little research on my guest's name. So I did a little bit of that beforehand. So I, I want to start off with that. So you tell me first. So you, there's two things here. One uh, is two part question. Is your family a very like we have a family crest on the wall, like family name, hurrah kind of family. And two, what was the thought behind uh, doing the Glebe instead of the Gleberman? Go. Very, very interesting questions. Um, my family, my currently living family is not, you know, super last name on the wall, family crest. I think we're more into our first name. Maybe that's individualistically telling. Um, but uh, <laughs> like my dad's name is Nathan and loves seeing Nathan's hot dogs and always ask for pictures next to it. Um, my grandfather, though, very, very proud of the name Gleberman, as am I. And he had family crest on glasses, um, okay. glasses we would drink out of. Um, now this is an important side question to that. Are, like beer glasses, coffee mugs. What are we talking about? They were um, really dr- like drink and cocktail glasses, short cocktail oh. ones and taller cocktail ones that I guess you could put beer in, and they were kind of gold rimmed on top. And I would I inherited okay. some, and I would drink out of them until I started seeing that the gold was like chipping off, and yeah. I didn't know if it was real gold or if I would be drinking poisonous metals every time I drank out of those favorite cups of mine. So now they're more for display purposes. Yeah, probably the latter. Let's see. Although, so, but it sounds like uh, Gleberman's were uh, a bit bougie, as the kids like to say. Um, I think maybe my grandparents wanted to be so or were so after a very hard life that, uh, that they, you know, came through the horrors of World War II and made it to to the to, to the land of the American dream and achieved it for themselves and I think they wanted to yeah. enjoy some of the nicer things in life in their later years and um as to why I shortened my name for show business it's still legally Gleberman is 
it's a hard name to say. It's an unusual name, and so people people maybe these days are a little bit better with complex names. But um, nobody understood what I was saying, and I I saw my name as an impedance to my career. I would just in the first bunch of years as a stand-up, even after my even my first late night stand-up appearance on the Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, you introduced me as Ben Gleberman, but. I just all the time would hear people say my name wrong. They would not hear it correctly. I'd call and they'd be like, Ben Claverman? Kleberman? Kleiberman? <laughs> they didn't know what I was saying, and it sounded more like your your lawyer or accountant than it sounded like the name you're going to see on a marquee, and I know I needed to be on those marquees to get the career I wanted. And so yeah. I snipped it, as snipped you it. often do with many things. <laughs> Indeed, I've uh, I've heard the rumor. Oh yeah, um, dude. I mean, I'm telling you, it is straight snipped downstairs where I keep my full name, the rest of it, where I the I keep the Erman downstairs. But the uh, the important bit is still there, clearly. Oh like the, yeah, the part that you like need for function. The Glebe has both the twig and berries. I think you know that. Nice. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. I just wanted to confirm. I don't know how. I don't know how all this works. Um, I don't know how you bring up that you used to ask people their three favorite bands and then not ask people their three favorite bands. That is, <laughs> Well, you know, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but let's do this. I want to hear it now. Okay, great. Now I need to think about it, but the Beatles for sure. Okay. And then probably Jay-Z, if that counts as a band. Okay. And the third would probably be... I don't have a third, um, but my, one of my favorite albums in recent years was the album by Fun called Some Nights. Okay. Interesting. That is a really interesting combination. I mean, the, the Beatles and the Jay-Z, I, I feel a connection. It's sort of like the, the, the mortal gods, uh, hit makers, icon type of, of, of coupling there that that makes some sense from that point of view and then fun and then suddenly we're like um uh bolo ties and mustaches and stuff is is that is that their vibe or am i am i off on fun i've never I know the song. seen them visually i just i feel like i just associate it to that era i guess of like of hyper hipster town i do like some just, of their tunes though yeah, I stumbled on that album during a time when I connected with like every track on it and I just listened to it on loop for like a year about three years ago. So yeah, some favorites. You know, I, I like, I'm going to make a, a, a really, really stupid analogy um, because I'm, you know, a moron, but I'm going to make a stupid analogy to like your comedy that I, that I first, I was listening to um, your special uh, earlier today and like you have, you have a very broad appeal with your comedy, which you could say, you know, Jay-Z Beatles, but then you throw some stuff that's very left hook that you don't expect, hence the fun. There you go. There's my major, <laughs> I love that. an analogy I just did. I love that. I just did that, that just now. I this like wasn't that. planned. And a great plug for Neurotic Gangster now available on Amazon Prime or YouTube. That's right. And I watched it on the YouTube and I watched all of the advertisements Wow. Um, to the to the end, so that you made more money. I don't know if that's how that works. I don't think it does. Thank but. you. I think I make zero, but I still want people to watch it <laughs> okay. and become fans of my comedy if they aren't already, which is almost no one in the country. Let's be honest with ourselves. 
yes, I, I have zero doubt in the statement you just made. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I love that. I love, I don't know. There's something about, I'm incredibly obsessed with music. I'm, it's always on ever since I was like a little kid. And, and I grew up in, I grew up in Canada and I have a brother who's five years older than me. So two things there, one Canada, we're, we're like five years behind everyone anyway. When we, by the time we get like American stuff, it's sort of like, it was like 1998. We're like Nirvana. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> where but then where I, in are you? Uh, I grew up in Alberta. So above Montana, Idaho. I love so, Alberta. I spent a lot of time there. Oh, nice. Nice. And what's um, the second thing you were going to say? Oh, yeah. No. Um, and then my, my brother, being five years older, uh, he exposed me to a lot of stuff that was, you know, of his sort of uh, generation or whatever. And so my, my musical taste is is a little bit older but um as far as a baseline is concerned than what my actual age is but i uh, i've just always been obsessed with music and i think it like it says a lot about people what they what they put on when they don't have to have any sound going on what what jives with them little babies dance you know before they even can speak that sort of stuff there seems to be something weird and intrinsic about music and, and so human it's, beings it's something that completely connects to our humanity in a very visceral real way i love it i grew up in a house full of music and so yeah. really like one of my favorite things in general is just the golden oldies the bubblegum oldies the the soul hits the i i, I love the sam cooks and marvin Gaye. oh and, yeah and uh otis redding i just i could listen to that all day long yeah, and it, it's funny, like I, my mom taught piano for as long as I can remember, and I'd wake up like don't six brag. in the morning. Don't brag. Look, look, she had an upright uh, Yamaha in the basement, okay? Look, I, I, I don't want to be... Um, one's wealthy. It takes, uh, it, I said, you know, maybe the Gliebermans are bougie. It takes one to know one, you know, I understand. So I have an upright teaching, piano in my house right now. And I don't even play piano. What does that tell you about me? I think what that says is somebody's a prick, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty, I think it's pretty good. You keep it in there so that people will just like show up and maybe someone will play it. Yep. Or is it just. Creative. That's exactly why I just love to have creative stuff around and have tools out. So my creative friends can can create music and create art that's awesome does that happen a lot like people just like will just sit down and start playing uh you know i don't know dr dre or whatever dr dre is not a great piano musician i don't think but no um people do sometimes sit down and play yeah one of my favorite yeah. piano memories here at the house name drop alert um oh. my friend craig robinson was here a couple years ago at my birthday party and all of a sudden just ended the night by playing piano and I was sitting next to him and jabbing away at keys on the end of the register to not mess up his music too bad. And we were all singing and having the greatest time. And it was one of my favorite memories of my life. So I well, love that. That is why I got the piano. See, and that, that's what's so funny about where I came from is like piano all the time. My sister went to uh, college for, for voice uh, for voice, you know, she did voice training and choral arrangement and all that stuff that I don't understand. 
but like my parents never had music on otherwise ever they it was like my mom could play the piano like a master my sister was constantly practicing she was always singing but no one played music like no wow. one put on a record my parents had the most amazing record player like one of those um uh, it looked like a like a really ornate cabinet you know and you lift up the top and it's got the a track and the record player and all that shit the speakers are built into the the cabinet and, and they you... they just they threw it away like wow. they had someone come and take it to the dump like what the fuck wow. and so it's this really weird dynamic they and then the my household they believed only they were no one could create music as good as them that's right yeah they're like anything other than me playing third grade Bach uh, is going to really kill my, my creative vibe. That's what they were about. Um, but let's, let's go a little bit into the, into what I found about the Gleberman clan. And you can tell me uh, if, if you agree or disagree with what my research here. So this is very broad, obviously. So specific to your family, who knows, but some of the things that I found out, uh, and I like the sort of census stuff because it generalizes, but it's also funny sometimes. Um, although you should be very, very proud because the life expectancy of the Gleibermans is very high on average compared to almost anyone else I've talked to. Um, everyone else is like, you know, coal miners and they die. The average life was like 48 years old or something like that in the sixties. But uh, between 67 and 2003 in the U S uh, there was the, the average, well, 67, the average life expectancy was 88 years old for a Gleberman. That's, that's I love that. pretty impressive. Um, great. Now it went down in 2003 to 73. I don't know what was going on. I don't know if, uh, from, you know, from when did it go down in 2003, it went down to 73. From eight, from eighty eight and sixty seven in nineteen sixty seven, in that one year. No, no, be, between nineteen sixty seven and two thousand three. So nineteen sixty seven life expectancy was eighty eight. In the year two thousand three, it went down to seventy three. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. You got to talk to you know your grandparents or something. I don't know what was going on. And and, and like then. So it was from 67 to 2003, it was 88, and then it became 73 in 2003 suddenly, and that's where it is now still? It, was, it wasn't. I don't think it was overnight, but between 67 and 1967 to 2003, it went from 88 down to 73. Jeez. So that was 2000, 2003 was at its lowest point. So I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to raise back up. You stay alive, and you can help that average out. Um, this is honestly One. terrible, terrible news. <laughs> and I officially hate your podcast now. Well, you know what? I had nothing to do with your family members dying. I don't know what they're eating, you know? I, I, don't I know thought how... I was going on a podcast talking about word history, not to find out I'm going <laughs> to die young. What kind of surprise hey. twist is that? You are the M. Night Shyamalan of depressing <laughs> news. Well... So you just, uh, you really did just call this podcast uh, shitty and disappointing. I, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't know. Stop going to the drive-thru, drink less Coke. I literally I don't, I don't know had what... Coke and Dr. Pepper twice in the last four days, which I don't normally do. And I went to the In-N-Out drive-thru well, yesterday. Are you following me around? 
Well, you just uh, you just answered your own question. Uh, Eighty-eight to seventy. You just cut fifteen years off your life in the last four days. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. It's time to either you know pick out a casket or start eating some roughage. I don't know. Let's uh, let's get on that elliptical. Let's work this out. I'll help you. Uh oh. Oh my God! I was just on mute and I was saying funny stuff, and it was <laughs> sure. I'm sure it was hilarious. The things you just said. Did you hear what you I said about mute. Dr. Pepper and In and Out? I heard the Dr. Pepper and In and Out. Did you hear what then... I asked if we could change my word of the day to "fuck you"? I did not, but um, mm -hmm. uh, let's let's said. do it that. Was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> No, we you can stick that. with capricious. It's fine. All right. Well, you know, we'll see how the rest of the podcast goes. And if you want to switch it up to, you know, fuck you or whatever, that's fully within your rights. Or an occasion um, for the consent of the king. Yeah. I mean, assuming uh, you're alive by the end of the podcast. So. Very hurtful. Uh, Why don't you go play music alone in a chamber somewhere? <laughs> I will. I'm really looking forward to playing chopsticks. Um, also. Uh, one little fun fact about Gleberman, and then we'll get into Capricious here, is uh, so you have one N in your name, right? Not There's not two N's at the end. Oh, no, there's just one there because that's how things are one. specifically spelled, right? Yeah, so apparently uh, there are, there's, there's, a, there's been a fight between the one and the two N's over time on Gleberman. So there's Gleberman and Gleberman, I guess. But the first, uh, first time the name appeared on Ellis Island was in 1906 in a uh, Russian man's passport. So there you go, that I could find with one, with one N, um, which for some reason feels like I'm saying something racist. I know I'm not, but I don't know why, just maybe saying the letter N over. Well, I think we're allowed to use. Again. I think we're allowed to use the letter N still. Can we use the letter N? I think so. Is that still allowed? I've been. It's been a debate that I've had with some friends, but uh, until I hear otherwise, I will continue to use the letter. Um, so you have, to, you have to. You just can't say an R after it or a hard R. I don't really know all the rules, but I know you. Can, I don't know. You can say words with the letter N. Okay. Well, if uh, if I'm told otherwise. I'm going to have somebody come and talk to you because uh, you told me it's fine. Um, Horrible plan. Precious, tell me, tell me why you chose this word. I just like the word and I don't really use it and I don't really know much about it. And so it seemed like it would be fun to dive deep and learn something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though clearly you are somebody who is given to sudden and unaccountable changes of mood or behavior <laughs> on account of the real swings you're bringing during this podcast here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, this should not be surprising to you in any way, shape, or form. The internet exists, and I know about it. So I feel like everyone is fairly capricious these days. What I find really fun is when you just do a, the Google search and look at the Google definition, the, the sentence that they use it in is, quote, a capricious and often brutal administration, end quote, which feels very apt. Yes, it uh, does. These days. Because I'm not sure if people are aware, but there's this guy named, uh, well, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, capricious. I really like this word, actually. Uh, I haven't thought about this word in a long time. And, and actually, when I've been thinking about it, I've, it's because the last two before this, two uh, podcasts that I've done, uh, I had the word comedy, and then I had uh, copacetic, and now capricious. So I'm really hitting hard with the letter C. And so I, was, I started to get a little bit of a mind jumble, but this is a very different word than either of those other ones. You could just but, change the name of your podcast to the C word. The C. So you know what? You are really, really... Um, good at naming things i like this idea um i don't i don't feel like this has ever been used before and i don't see any potential problems with me yeah my podcast that um so here on the c word um <laughs> it's exciting to talk about capricious with you um so capricious uh is a latin-based word and we kind of stole it from the italian so the french as they do, stole it from the Italian, which was uh, capriccio. And then it was sort of uh, caprice and then capricious over time. So we're talking like 16th century, late 16th century, when we were first seeing this sort of Italian version. Um, now, one thing I want to point out at the beginning that I just don't want to talk about it again because it's, it's just... Uh, all these people out here who think that capricious has to do with a goat need to go straight to hell because it has nothing to do with it. Just because it sounds like Capricorn doesn't mean it has to do with a goat. So fuck off. I didn't even it, know that Capricorn had anything to do with a goat. Is that what their symbol is <laughs> in, the, in the stars yeah, it's up a, there? It's a goat. I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. It's the lamest one. It's a goat. Who well, can... also Capricorn is related in an etymological way to candy corn, which is the worst candy ever. So what does that tell you about yourself? Um, it tells me that my feelings about myself are, are very accurate. Uh, yep. Anyway. Um, yep, yep, yep. This is going to be a fun limited time. Um, so capricious, uh, again, not a goat. It actually is a hedgehog. Would you like me to explain why? Yeah. Okay. So capriccio, this is the Italian side. So it comes from caput. I'm saying these all wrong. And regio or regio, I don't know how to say words. So caput meaning head, regio meaning uh, hedgehog. And what it originally meant was like a person who's uh, was frightened or surprised. So like the hair of a hedgehog standing on end sort of symbolized someone who was terrified. And that was the original meaning of this word. So it had nothing to do with this like uh, mood swing, whimsy, unpredictable behavior type stuff. Well, something um, to do with it. I mean, being suddenly frightened is a mood swing. I, I suppose so. I suppose that that, uh, that is right. Uh, but I guess, so the fear part is, is the newer part and it, that it can mean uh, or the, the change from fear and then it could mean just about anything. Sure. So, um, so now it's become this more sort of whimsical thing. And you know who we have likely to blame for that? The one and only uh, William Shakespeare, Ben. How do you feel really? about William Shakespeare? Well, you know, I think he's, he's a good kid. I think he uh, writes too much, but 
I think he's got nice hair, nice fashion sense. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him more as like a fashion blogger, but he insists on writing all the time still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think of Shakespeare, I think good skin, um, great you know, lotion. Some of the yeah, great, some of the greatest, some of the, some of the greatest skin um, and hygiene. So it's strange that we're talking about words with him still. But so in As You Like It, um, there's a quote where he says, as the most capricious poet, honest Ovid was among the goats. And again, there's that fucking goat yep. coming again. Yep. But that's, that's why, one, people have partly misconception with Capricorn, but also with, the, with this particular sentence attributing it to a goat. But at the same time, correctly uh, attributing it to like whimsy and sort of a fanciful, uh, unexpected mood swing type of a person. So William but Shakespeare. Can you tell me the whole sentence again? So uh, as the most capricious poet, honest Ovid was among the goats, but it's spelled G-O-T-H-E-S. Well, that, that breaks my theory that he meant he was the greatest of all time. Yeah, no, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I would really, really enjoy if uh, Shakespeare was the one that was like, you know what, acronym, G-O-A-T. Yeah, he's like, you're the GOAT! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew LeBron was going to show up eventually. Maybe he meant greatest uh, of the herd, everyone. Greatest of all, I don't know. Oh, well, there's an A in there? G-O-A-T-H-E-S? Oh, oh no, no. You're, you're right. His spelling, G-O-T-H-E-S. So greatest, greatest of the herd, everyone. Everyone says, yeah. Yeah, G-O-T-H-E-S, greatest of the herd, everyone says. Yep. I think yeah. we just figured it out. So it is about goats. Congrats, I, Candy Corn, think... Brandon, Candy Corn, <laughs> Henderson, host of the C word. Host of the C word, Brandon, Candy Corn, Henderson, G-O-T-H-E-S of all time. Is the um, word nomenclature, is the nomenclature of nomenclature have something to do with people not, is it a very feminist word? It's they don't want men around, no men, clature. That's exactly what it means, is it means um, uh, no men. I'd rather have clay around than the actual men, actual. Yes, it's actually no men, clay, sure. Yeah. You know, but the T just kind of got muddled in English over time. So it's like. Well, think about it, the T zone, the oily zone, women have a a more active T zone than men do. But I have a pretty active oily T zone because uh, I'm very in touch with my feminine side. I I, am. I, I don't know what a T-zone is. What oh, is a T-zone is uh, above your eyebrows and then down your nose is a particularly usually active, oily. Oh, just oily. Oh, are, do women are, are more oily. They have more of a more of an active T-zone. Oh, they definitely have more of an active T-zone, dude. It's almost like you've never <sighs> met a woman or it almost feels like you don't know how to talk to women from what you just said. Well, I mean, clearly I don't. Um, I've been married twice so let's um that should say enough is because i didn't know about the t-zone mm-hmm. had i had i also, known maybe you shouldn't call your podcast the c-word so you're doing a lot of offensive stuff that you could easily be changing you said su- you suggested the c-word i don't even see I what don't, the potential pro am i, I missing I, a I potential somebody problem was recording this because you know what 
I did not. I did not suggest it. You said, "Welcome to the C word." That's definitely something you said on this podcast. You said, "Welcome to the C word." <laughs> I'm Brandon Henderson, and so yeah, knowing yourself is important. I definitely, certainly didn't behest it. I'll tell you that much. I didn't behest it. I might have okay. suggested it. I might have suggested it. What What if I like combine the two? Like your T zone is the real C. No, uh, the C word T zone with Brandon Henderson. Step into the T zone with Brandon Henderson. C word. Step into no, the T zone with Brandon Henderson, host of the C word. We use words with N's. <laughs> <laughs> yes this is i think that's pretty good i think stepping in the t-zone with host of the c-word brandon henderson whose favorite word begins with the letter n of yeah, that exactly perfect that's perfect yes i uh, i did find once a a children's book and uh it was very sincere called n-words and it was just a book full of n-words and I own it now. You own that book? I do. It's a wonderful children's tale, uh, alphabet tale, about all the N-words that you can use um, in Is your that, daily life. I'm hoping that was one in a series of 26 books. You know, weirdly, I've never found any of the other ones, just just that one. Wow. And you know what? That's not true. And the C-word. And the and this. Yeah, C words. That's that was it. That sounds like just a those terrible, two terrible book. Do you know what? Actually, and just like in the past, like two or three years, they just released an R word, but it's really new, and not everybody, you know, R's are a little harder. Not everybody gets it, but yeah, it's new. At this point, I hope I do die young. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Um, yeah. So, thank God I don't. Capricious again. Back Capri to this very sun. important. My, it comes from the origin Capri Sun, which is to turn oneself upside down and poke something in their bottom until you finally get access. And then does does someone drink drink out of it? Yeah, somebody drinks you, of course. Yeah, somebody drinks. See, that's that's a that's a young person's game. Like that's a that whole. That whole butt thing is is a new a newer game. That oh, wow, uh, you you misunderstood me completely. I'm talking about oh no, sons, the drink, the foil pack. Oh, I'm sorry. Drink. Did I take that? I took it too literally. I, I wow, yeah, no, I'm no. sorry. I took it to, I took it to a place I really am regretting that I took it to now. Um, this it almost feels like I'm I'm a little capricious in the way that I speak, and I've already used that, so that's redundant. So my apologies. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, long and the short of it. What I have to say about capricious, what's your summary of this very, very magical word that you chose? What's your, what's your feelings now that you've learned a couple of things? I mean, we can go into mercurial and we can go into different things, but I feel, I feel like, uh, topping it off with C words and R words and N words and Capri suns in the butthole is really a great place to, to cap this. Um, tell me your, your, your feelings in summary right now. I regret it. I <laughs> regret most of it. I I wish I had chosen mm -hmm. a different word. Um, yeah. We do know that the origin is definitely a goat tied to Capricorns. We know that. Candy corn, yes. bad candy. Capri Sun can be easily misinterpreted to be a sex thing, and that's not what its origin story was. 
Um, and we do know that my people have a great fluctuating age range that I believe starting in 2020, it will jump to a new high of 95. Wow. Um, Watch out for the Gleibermans in 2020. You better believe it. You better believe that. And because 2020 is going so good. And uh, yeah, I feel as though you and I have been fairly even keel for a podcast about capriciousness. I, you know, I really do agree. I feel like our capriciousness has been fairly even. We, we've been consistent in our capriciousness. Does that make sense? Does not make sense. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's how I feel. And knowing as we began this podcast talking about, uh, that's how I navigate my beliefs is through feeling just like you do. So that's what I'm sticking with. So I feel like that's yeah, right. Your feeling in this case is about not having much feeling. And so that's something you're going to have to reconcile between you and your God. Yeah, there is no God. So on that wonderful, that wonderful note. Real cheery note there. It's really. Uh, it's, it's 2020. Well, it's not like, um, well, uh, no one said God has to be the nicest guy. If you've read the Bible, 2020 fits in pretty well. That's very true. Actually, I, maybe 2020 is the most biblical year in modern history. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know about the most, but it's, it's quite biblical. Well, well yeah, it's it might, it may be yeah, plagues. There's, there's wars still. People are dying. Uh, uh, giants. Um, what else is in the Bible? Did you say um, giants? Did you just say giants? Yeah, yeah, giants. There's giants in the in the Old Testament. There were giants. They're like there's no giants. Said, are there giants right now in 2020 that I don't know about? Is there something coming? Uh, the in the NBA is really big guys. Yeah, know. that is true. They're very tall. I don't know. There's the story of Elisha um, sicking a a bear on some kids when they made fun of him for being bald. Remember that one? Yeah, I think you're confusing now the Bernstein Bears with the Bible. <laughs> Did you ever, you ever feel confused about the, because the Bernstein Bears, I feel like we're a Jewish family, but they are a very Christian. It is written by like, like some evangelical dude. And they're all like Christian all, value stories. I thought all Jews were, were bears, obviously. And, and yeah. while that might be true sexually, am I right, ladies and gentlemen? I find it still to be offensive, and I don't even know why. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll stop making that assumption that um, all Jewish people are are, are bears. Um, oh, it's like, yeah, you better stop. I was just trying to be <laughs> capricious right there. Yeah, and you did it. You did. You achieved it. Um, uh, ben, I think you're a real cool cat, and I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat flippantly about just about everything with me today. It's it has been my truly pleasure. very fun. Thank you. I had a real blast. I think you are a real warm bear yourself. And Thanks, buddy. you're welcome. You're welcome. And I wish you many wives and many stories, many lives, many masters. And I hope that you win the masters one day. And when you're finished, they say that guy is the Gothis. <laughs> that guy is the uh, greatest of the, Herd. I can't remember. Heard. Everybody says, greatest of the herd, everybody says, Ben Glebe. 